Welcome to the Coys podcast. Uh, with me today on the panel, um, I have three highly intellectual um, mods. Uh, we have AC. Hiya. Uh, we have TW7. Hello. And we have Jimmy Holmes. Hello. Fantastic chaps. So thank you for joining me for this podcast. And let's get straight to it. My first question really goes to, um, to you, Team Wolf 7. And this is just a general question. Overall, what were your thoughts on our transfer window? Um, I, I think in general, we probably had a pretty good transfer window. If you looked at it in a whole uh, and not just the deadline day with the uh, obvious failed bids for Berahino. Because certainly if you looked at the squad last season, it was bloated uh, there were there were senior players who just didn't play and didn't feature at all. And uh, you could see that there were players that the manager didn't trust. So I think one of the key things in the transfer window was that getting rid of those players that the manager didn't want. And I think we did a really good job at that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but you're looking at uh, double figures worth of players that were let go. Um, and then... One of the other issues we had last season was the number of goals we conceded. Um, so they obviously looked to strengthen the defence. We had uh, three guys brought in, uh, Trippier, Alderweireld and Wimmer. Uh, and then one other thing that we were lacking in the team was obvious pace. And the two forward signings in Son and NG uh, obviously have that um, in their um, in their makeup. So... All those things are positives. Now, you can say we're still missing another striker because Kane is the only recognised striker and maybe we're a bit too reliant on the the young guys in midfield in the likes of Bentalab, Mason, Ali. Um, but overall, I'd say it's probably one of the, the best windows we've had with regards to trying to meet all of the objectives that we set out at the start. I think that's a very interesting view, and I think um, I think that that will resonate with a number of quizzes. But and I think there are plenty who, uh, when you said on the whole it had been good, I think there are plenty who would think it was in a hole rather than than any good. <laughs> so because you know, I think and I think for the reasons that you mentioned around um, the lack of a striker, the lack of a defensive midfielder, um, I'm not saying personally I agree or disagree. It just it, it does seem to have split uh, the fan base. Um, how did you how did you feel, Jimmy Holmes, about um, the players that we let go? Were you comfortable um, to let all of those players go? Yes, and there was one more which I would have liked to have let go as well. And um, mm. that person, we all know who it is, but he's just hanging on in there. We just can't get rid of him. But yes, the players that we let go were certainly, they weren't doing much for our squad. Uh, all they were doing was... was taking a big wage so it was great to get rid of them and get some new blood in and yeah it was just great as well it was great to see Soldado go um a nice guy decent decent guy to have around the dressing room but he just could not score so it was great for him to go and um yeah as a yeah on a whole on the whole it was I thought it was very good very good and yeah no complaints with the players that we let go so it was a good window all around in my view You've got two positive views. That's excellent. And um, to you, AC? It's going to be very difficult for me to add the negative side of things, but I'll do my best. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
you've got to look at it in the sense that we've only got one recognised striker. Um, I mean, my view on it is that even though we've only got one recognised striker, last year we pretty much had the same anyway. I mean, Adebayor wasn't playing. We did at the start, but he was crap. Um, and then we had Soldado playing, who just wasn't scoring. So we're not worse off than we were last year. I mean, you can't possibly say that we're worse off. And you can also look at midfield in the same way. If anything, we've added Ali. And yes, you can look at the defensive midfielders let going who and Stambouli, but they weren't being played anyway. So we, we're not worse off. We can only be better off than we were last season. Okay. I wonder, did it pull on the heartstrings for any of you um, to sell uh, Aaron Lennon? No. Uh, no I, in, in my opinion, or in my mind, he wasn't even a Spurs player anymore. I think the fact that he was loaned out towards the end of last season, and he obviously didn't feature in um, in Pochettino's plans, meant I think I'd kind of resigned myself to leaving, and so it wasn't it wasn't as big a wrench as it could have been. But certainly he he has provided some some brilliant moments in his career at Tottenham, and you know he he is the sort of player that fans do like and. You know, I'm one of them, but I think I think maybe it was time. It was time for both him and uh, Tottenham to move on. Yeah, I would agree with Keen uh, Wolf there. Aaron was a great servant for the club, and we got a glimpse of it last year when he came when he was playing against Everton at home. Um, we saw the real old Aaron, but I think his best days were well behind him. So. I was not upset when we let him go, and I hope he does well at Everton. But uh, yeah, it was time to let him go. Before he had his spell um, with England, he he played in was it the World Cup, and he basically came in and he was terrible. I mean, he was really bad for England. And after that point, he just stopped attacking fullbacks, and I think he just lost his interest at that point. Before then, he was a great servant for the club, and you know I thank him for his time, but. So I think <clears throat> Jimmy mentioned um, there was a certain player who, uh, who um, oh, oh, would it be harsh to say, uh, has clung to Spurs like a leech, probably a little harsh, um, in, in, uh, in Adebayor. Um, do you think that given that we couldn't get rid of him, do you think Spurs made a good call in omitting him from the 25-man squad for the Premier League? Um, yes, I probably think it was. I know it's a manager's job to be able to get the best out of his players, and it's not good when you cast a player aside. But he's been given so many chances, and he's ruined every chance he's got at every club he's been at. So I think he would be too much of a distraction to have around the first team, or even the under-21s. So, yeah, he's had too many chances and I'm quite happy that he's not in the squad. I um, I would disagree with that. Um, I think that we are leaving ourselves open to disaster if Harry Kane were to get injured. Um, and Adebayor, you know, despite all these obvious failings, he's still an experienced international striker who has proven to score goals at... Uh, at Premier League level. Um, so if there was space, I mean, I would have included him rather than a gap. And certainly in Europe, we have 23 players. So we know that there is a space that he could have taken up. 
Um, and I think that um, I would have included him if only as a if in, in case of emergency break class situation where we suddenly realise we don't need a, we we, uh, we don't have a striker. I mean, certainly you could think we're going away to uh, I can't remember which state is it Azerbaijan or yes. somewhere. I mean, yep. if we don't want to take Harry Kane or, and Son um, there because of the journey time, then why not take Adebayor? I mean, it's better than leaving him at home, you know, playing on his PlayStation or watching Sky Sports News or whatever he does. I, I, I sort of have a... Uh, look, I'm, I'm, he's one of the very few players that I'm just not a fan of. Um, he's been here long enough to prove to me that he's a waste of space. Not that he doesn't have skills, um, but he doesn't have the heart or the, you know, the desire. Um, however, I totally take your point, Team Wolf, that there may have been, there may be occasions this season where, um, look, if I can be crude, we would use him as cannon fodder in order to protect Kane. Let's not forget when Tim Sherwood was in charge. I mean, I know we all want to forget it, but let's not forget that Adaboy actually provided a higher percentage of goals during that period than Bale provided in his, in our, you know, the Bale one-man team season we had. <laughs> I don't know, I find it hard at the moment if you're using the, the words Adebayor and Bale in the same sentence. I, I, find, <laughs> I, I find that quite quite difficult to swallow. Um, <laughs> so, a question, for, for I guess, for each of you. Of the, the new signings, who are you most looking forward to seeing play for us and why? I'll jump in first if you want. Uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Hyunmin Song. Um, mm -hmm. I've been watching him for the last few years. I, I wanted us to sign him um, before he went to Leverkusen. But I think he's going to be a big, big player for us. Completely two-footed, quick, drives in from the wing on either side, can play through the middle, can hit an absolute rocket with both feet. Good finisher. I think he's going to be the player that can take the pressure off Kane even if it's from the wing. I mean, where where do you see him starting, AC? Because uh, from what I understand, he's, he, he does play a lot from the left. And obviously, Chadley seems uh, well set in that position. As I said, because he's completely two-footed, he can play anywhere across the front. So he can play from the right quite comfortably. And he's done it in the past. Um, I don't think that's a problem. Have you ever seen him lead the line, AC, in your... All the times you saw him, or he's, is he that out of the question? He's played as a second striker, um, and I've seen him play as a second striker. And he, you know, he's he's got the ability to make runs between defenders, but yeah. leading the line, you know, he's not going to be winning headers for you. He's not going to be holding the ball up for you if you're looking for a, a traditional centre forward. Yeah, and for uh, for you, Teen Wolf. Which player are you most looking for? Yeah, to? I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen uh, NG or Sun play enough to even get excited. Now, you can read about them providing, you know, pace and directness and skills, but, you know, without, without actually seeing them play, I, I don't think I can comment on them. Uh, what I was interested in was when we signed uh, Alduero, mm -hmm. um, and I had seen him play, and yeah. but I hadn't noticed him. Um, and then you read up on the stats and find that he didn't make a mistake that cost the goal for Southampton last season. 
And then you realise why you haven't noticed him, because he's not making mistakes. He's just doing the job that a centre-back is supposed to do and, you know, making sure that we don't concede. Of course, he signs for us and was it his first home game conceded the penalty. But obviously he was due. But I it was, it was, you know what was odd? He looked so baffled when it happened as if, as if to say, I'm not used to this. This never happens to me. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and so I was actually thinking, well, if we if this is a centre back who can come in and do the job that we want him to do, because bear in mind we've had some uh, some right calamities at centre back the last few years, then actually I, that was uh, what I was looking forward to seeing someone who knew how to defend first and foremost and didn't try and dribble out from his goal line or whatever other ridiculousness is that Kirakesh and Fazio and Kabul between them managed to conjure up. I'm, I, I think he's, he's a great signing. I, I think that he's... I know that there's a lot of love for Eric Dyer, and I think he's got great potential, but I think he's our best centre-back already. Uh, that may be true. I'm not, I'm not sure it's up against particularly stiff competition. No. Unfortunately, I wish it was. How about for you, Jimmy? Um, yeah, for me, I would be in the same boat as Teen Wolf. I haven't seen anything of Son or MJ except for the little YouTube clips on our thread so for me i think it would have to be ali i just love the way he plays the game and he just he's got a happy smile on him and he just plays like a kid which i suppose he is a kid and i think he's going to be a brilliant signing for us for whatever it was five million pounds i think it was just the way he started i think he's going to be outstanding if we manage to hold on to him and he's not off at Madrid in two or three years' time. He's the one for me. I think he's just had it all. My next question is, and I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely apprehensive about, about asking it because I know this player, um, this player induces strong passions and strong feelings um, in Spurs fans. Um, and, it, and I thought of him uh, when Jimmy mentioned or, or hinted at AIDS' lack of exit. I felt, of course, there was another significant player who looked like they were about to leave and then at the last minute didn't. Um, and I'm interested in your thoughts on that player, but I'll start with mine, which has always been that um, I've always wanted him to succeed and I believe he has talent, but I can't pretend that what I've seen uh, has shown the level of talent that I had hoped he would show. Um, so I hand over to you, AC, for the your thoughts on uh, Mr. Lamella? Eric Lamella. Okay, I'll start off by saying I I was a big supporter of his um, for a long time, but I've also reached the point where I, I wouldn't mind seeing him go and at least we got some money for him. I think if we play him, he has to play in the attacking midfield position in the centre. I don't think he should be played off the right. Um, I know he played there for Roma, but I don't think it's his best position. I do think that out of our current players that we have available, he's the best player at playing a through ball, but I still probably wouldn't put Lamella in the team over Christian Eriksen because of what Eriksen brings. So I'd probably keep him as a backup in the CAM position, but it seems like an expensive signing to have as a backup. I I would keep Lamella. I... I know he's had a bad start to the season, but he didn't have much of a pre-season with us this year because of the Cup of America. And he was showing some 
decent form at the end of last season. Um, I know he can be very frustrating at times, and he does tend to hold on to the ball too long. And yeah, I can't see him as a wing forward, but I definitely would hold on to him. I think his price now is probably at the lowest if we were trying to sell him soon, be at the lowest. He's getting into the Argentinian team, so I would definitely hold on to him and I would play him in the middle just like AC. Um, I think it's too soon to get rid of him right now because his stock is so low. So I would hold on to him on for another few months anyway and see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, anybody who can uh, pull off the Rabona goal he scored must have talent. You know, that doesn't happen by accident. Um, I, li- I like the way he came out and said after the goal that it just seemed like the obvious thing to do from 25 yards out on the edge of the area with the ball coming across at him. Yeah, why, why not? Um, the thing with him is it's confusing. He looks like he should be fast, but he doesn't seem to be. He looks like he should be able to dribble, but he doesn't seem to be able to. Uh, every every time he seems to get the ball, he looks back first um, rather than forwards to me. And that's, that's probably belies a lack of confidence that he has in himself. Um, I disagree with playing him in the middle, um, if only for the fact that if he's going to score goals, it looks like the only way he's going to score in is a kind of uh, slightly richer man's Andros Townsend and cut him from the right onto his left foot and score. Um, I, I don't really see him scoring in any other way. Um, now, I can appreciate that playing through balls is one of the things he is good at, but he can do that just as well from the right. In the same way that people say that Christian Eriksen's best position is coming in off the left because he might be able to pick up more pockets of space. Um, I The other thing is, obviously, um, I do the uh, man of the match um, polls on Quiz and... Lamella finished third in the polls last season. So that must mean he's doing something right. And there's enough people have identified him as doing something right over a number of games. Um, It isn't just over one or two. I mean, that's over the whole season. Now, admittedly, some of those might be in the Europa League where he might get man of the match for scoring a Rabona, but that won't only get you so far. Um, So... It's difficult because whenever he plays, his other failing is that he can't tackle and he does give the ball away an awful lot. Um, So taking all those things into account, it doesn't sound like we've got much of a player on our hand. And I think, I I just don't know whether we'll ever see the talent that other people, like uh, other coaches and scouts and managers, um, seem to see in him. I just don't think we're going to see it at Spurs and so uh, had he gone and obviously there was all the talk that he was going to go to Marseille um, I don't think he would have been uh, missed. CW7 I, I think it's interesting that you say you'd play him off the right because you only see him scoring goals uh, cutting in from the right on his left foot but the goal that you mentioned is him scoring a Rabona right in the centre of the pitch. So surely he's yeah, got the yes, ability to play yeah, the other end. Yeah, but it was, it was still with his left foot, AC. Well, yeah, but he could show he could do it from either side, can't he? Not, not really, because <laughs> if he if if he was truly comfortable coming in from the left, he would have hit that ball with his right foot. But he didn't. 
and you know it's not I wouldn't expect him to to pop up with one of those every uh, six or seven games I think if you look at probably the best game he had which was that Rabona goal game he did also score a goal from the left hand side of the box even though he did screw up the first attempt but he did smash it in at the near post and I do think he shows the ability to be able to play from both sides but difficult with him really isn't it it is I mean obviously the other issue is Pochettino's tactics and he's it seems his preference for having um, players play on the opposite side to the natural feet. So right footers on the left hand side and left footers on the right hand side. You know, if it's not uh, Lamella or, or Townsend, it's, this season it's been Dembele playing on the right and they're all left footers. And we do actually have a lot of left footy players in our squad. Um, but I don't know. It just it's, it's a very narrow way of playing. And I, I don't know if if. If Lamella, if he's not going to take players on, um, and I, I just don't know, I just don't, I just don't think he would be a miss if he was sold. And if we got anywhere near the money we paid for him, then we probably should have taken it. I well, that that, that led me to really what was going to be my next question, which is, um, you know, why did that transfer not happen, and what does that say about? Um, the structure at Spurs? Well, I think um, the rumours are that it didn't happen because the Beric Neo deal didn't go ahead. Was, um, and then Pochettino decided to hold on to him, but I'm not don't know. That's just a rumour. They just say that Daniel Levy apologised to Marseille for not doing it. Mm. I found that very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it, um, it highlights the the slight ridiculous nature of the transfer window closing at different times for different countries where we couldn't give, we couldn't complete a transfer out because we weren't sure of the transfer coming in the very next day, you know, had it all happened on the same day and maybe it would have made things cleaner and easier to understand. Um, the other thing I don't understand about that is Berahino and Lamella are not the same type of player and they don't even play in the same type of position. So it's not like Berahino is a like-for-like -like replacement to uh, to Lamella. Um, so I don't know if it was just a case of them saying, look, if, if we got rid of him, we, we really would be short of bodies. I mean, I know, I know certainly pre-season uh, and early season, Pochettino's had talked about the number of different players that he feels can play in the forward roles, not necessarily as a centre forward, but as as a forward who can be expected to score and create goals. And maybe he just sees Lamella as one of those forwards, five as it is, and uh, regardless of the exact position that he's going to play him. I think it's less to do with Lamella and more about Jim Son uh, in that regard. So if you look at Lamella as in as a player who's covering the right wing forward role, um, and if we sold him and brought in Berahino, Berahino would then be covering the forward role, and we'd have a backup in maybe in Gioson being the third striker backup, but their primary positions would be on the right hand side. However, if we don't get Berahino, we keep Lamella, then and G and Son are there, therefore basically the second and third picks. And Lamella and Inji slash Son are also playing on the wing forward position. But then you've still got Andros Townsend. Yeah, but he's rubbish. 
And you're saying Lamella isn't? Uh, I'd rather play Lamella than Townsend. <laughs> that, that's quite a bold statement uh, to some. Um, which I leads, and I think Team Wolf mentioned this, <sighs> around um, Pochettino's tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you happy with them? Do you feel they are uh, suited to a high finish in the Premier League? Um, and do you feel that he's uh, flexible uh, tactically or flexible enough tactically uh, when his first plan doesn't work, when plan A isn't going so well? Um, to you, Team Wolf, first. Um, I would say that, no, I, I don't agree with his tactics. Certainly, the, the possession game with the ball going nowhere... Uh, for long periods, certainly isn't enjoyable to watch. Um, I also find that the inverted wingers uh, does lead to a lot of congestion in the middle. Um, and certainly with some of our fullbacks, uh, there's no um, outlet and there's no attacking threats. For example, Kyle Walker looks like he, he should be a good threat, but his final ball is often terrible. Um Danny Rose, in general, can't cross the ball very well, though he is very good at uh, kind of getting on the end of things and making space. Uh, and then uh, Ben Davis doesn't have the pace, and, and Trippier I haven't seen play. So it's it's almost like we've got uh, a formation and a way of playing without having the players to play it, but we're still playing it anyway. Um, it's not quite as bad as under AVB. Uh, I, I do remember that almost every game going to it, having a season ticket and thinking, what do I really want to bother going? It was it was almost a chore. It was hard work going to watch a very boring game with Gareth Bale scoring the winner two minutes from time. Um, and so it's not quite as bad as that, but I just think we need we need more energy and we need a bit more a bit more creativity or spark or something in the forward line the the other issue this season is that harry kane does appear to be quite isolated um, and that is something that needs to be remedied as well well as someone who grew up i'm sure a lot of stayed watching uh huddle and waddle and our delays and gaza gracing the lane i find it very hard to watch um since abb and I think it's just followed on with Hotch. We try to bore teams to death. I know the game has moved on since those guys that I mentioned, but I would like to see some flair back at Point Hart Lane. It's, yeah, it's possession football. It's it's trying to keep tight at the back, which I think we are probably going to be a bit better at this year. But I just don't see where our goals are going to come from. And certainly if Harry gets injured, it's going to be very, very tough. Um, And as for his ability to change tactics, I have not seen much of that ability just yet. Uh, He seems to be not able to change games when, when things go against us. And it kind of bugs me as well that our best over the ball seems to be trickier and he's not getting into the team so I'm not too happy with Potter's tactics but I'm willing to give him another while to see where we're going with 
I mean, with with regards to the change in uh, the game, I think that he might be limited by his personnel again there. You know, when last season you've got, he did quite often bring on someone like Soldado or, you know, in some cases Adebayor as a, as a partner for Kane, albeit, albeit maybe playing slightly wider, but he has, you know, tried things uh, and maybe it's just the lack of, the lack of quality options means that he thinks it's probably not worth attempting anything. There's nothing really coming off the bench, you know, at the moment until we get Son and NG and we don't really have anything coming off the bench that's going to change things. I think a lot of a lot of things were said about the weekends, you know, before last about the lack of changing the game. But did we really have anything on the bench to do it? Um, in terms of his tactics, I don't see much difference between him and what, say, Man City are doing at the moment. I just think quality of personnel is very different. I do agree with Jimmy about uh, Trippier. I think he should be playing. I think he's much better than Walker. I don't really rate Walker that highly. In terms of where the goals are going to come from, I'm going to bring some stats from someone on the forum that Prof will know. <laughs> uh, someone, I'm, someone I'm actually very fond of. Yes. Uh, great guy. Um, so far this season, I know that everyone was aware that last season we conceded a lot of clear-cut chances, um, which is the reason why we're conceding so many goals. But this season, I believe we're third in creating clear-cut chances and we're third in giving away clear-cut chances. And when I say that, I mean we don't give away many clear-cut chances at the moment. We're doing far worse than we should be. And I think that's visible in the games. We've been far better than every team we've played so far I think um, we're just not scoring um, so with that in mind um, what for each of you uh, starting with Jimmy is your prediction for our game against Sunderland next weekend um, I think we will just have too much for Sunderland their defence as we know if Cabot is playing and John O'Shea is playing um, will not be very good. So I think we should win that game about 2-1 would be my prediction. A sneaky win. That's just a bold, a bold prediction. <laughs> a way win for us. Okay, and how about for you, Team Wolf? Well, I think it will be interesting to see if Pochettino actually picks any of the new players. Uh, mm. in Well, not the new, but Son, NG, Trippier... Uh, it, it's not his normal uh, method of working to, to pick players straight away. So it might be that we go in with exactly the same team. Um, if we do that, then we're not going to be stretching the Sunderland back four uh, that much. Um, certainly, they are in a bit of disarray. Um, although with the likes of uh, Jermaine Defoe up front, they've they've always got a goal in them. Um I I think it, it probably won't be nil-nil. Um, I'm not confident we're going to win. So I'm going to say, uh, I think just like last season, 2-2. Two, two. I think Son will start. I think uh, lots of people make out about Pochettino starting the players, but I think when they're good enough, they do play, uh, a.k.a. like Alderweireld. Um I expect NG to be on the bench after having a full two weeks of training, uh, having dropped out of his national team. I don't think there's anything in his injury stuff. I think he's going to be playing. Uh, but off the bench, 
and I wouldn't be surprised to see Trippier start, um, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see Walker start. However, uh, with the fact that Son will be playing and Sunderland will have a threat that they'll never see before in their lives, I think we'll win 3-0. Three raise and a draw. You did, really. For me, um, look, I'm, I'm the, the worst kind of Spurs fan. I'm, I really am a, um, an optimist every time we play. And, um, and I look at, obviously, I've, I've watched all four games, and I think to myself, look, We've scored, I think, and, and I hope my stats are right. Um, we'll have to check with your friend. But I think we've scored half the number of goals of the team that's bottom of the table. Um, we have um, conceded uh, fewer goals than the teams in second and third place uh, in the table. And based on that, I feel something's got to give. Um, and that we, that at some point, it's going to turn around in our favour. I'm hoping this is the game that that will occur. Um, we will find out, uh, obviously, the three of you make very specific predictions, and, and obviously if you're wrong, um, you have to get a one-week site ban. Um, but in all seriousness, thanks, guys. Really appreciate your time. Um, so thanks to AC and Team Wolf 7 and Jimmy Holmes. And um, come on, you Spurs.